All right, Grizz Nation, we are back. Uh, this is Fight on Montana podcast. So uh, we are here to talk some football. But before we get into football in this uh, awesome game that we're going to talk to, uh, let's get into some of the Grizz update stuff that is happening around that we need to get to before we get into football. So uh, if you are not watching us, hopefully you're watching the women's basketball team play Gonzaga as we speak. Yeah. Uh, it's in Dahlberg Arena. Uh, so they last time I checked, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Luke, they were 28-32 at halftime. Yep, that's the score I saw too, and it should be just about out of the half, I would think. So, so. that and that's the Gonzaga is usually a, a pretty good basketball team as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, after that, they go to Washington. They play Washington State at Dahlberg Arena too. So those are some really good basketball games that you can go see um with some pretty good competition so so definitely go see them that would be on november 14th that's next tuesday not this coming tuesday um but from all accounts what i've heard they're going to have a really good team this year that's what i've heard too i've heard that our our girls basketball team should be pretty dang legit this year yeah um for the men they play tomorrow they play northwestern northwest indian college uh at 7 p.m so uh, that one will be on ESPN Plus as well. So definitely go check them out. If you're in Missoula, go check them out. If not, watch them on ESPN Plus. Uh, they play this Friday in Eugene, Oregon against Oregon at Ooh. 7 p.m. Mountain Time. It will not be on the ESPN Plus app. It's going to be on the Pac-12 network. So if you guys are looking for that, if you guys have the Pac-12 network, uh, give us a jingle because – I. I I don't get the Pac-12 network, so tell, yeah, totally message us and see how they're doing and see what you guys think, because um, I love basketball. So yeah. talk some I, basketball I, I, I got I got mad at uh, Dish and don't have Pac-12 network anymore. So. <laughs> and who knows uh, if anybody will after next year, unless they have yeah. the Pac-2 network. So. The Pac-2? Yeah, yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be crazy. Uh Volleyball, uh, they are still in their, their gamut of their season, guys. They've had a couple uh, wins and, uh, and a loss here. They played Northern Arizona last week, a 3-1 win, and then just had a heartbreaker against Northern Colorado. Uh, well, they were up 2-1, and they lost 3-2 on Saturday. Uh, but this week they're on the road. They're playing Weber State Thursday at 6 p.m. You can get it on ESPN+. And then they go to Pocatello uh, on November 11th, uh, Saturday at noon, and that's on ESPN Plus as well. So uh, they're got what? Whoa, they've got three games. One, one, two, three, if I can count, four games. Four games left until the Big Sky Tournament. And something that's weird with them, I think they only take like the top eight, top I'm six. I'm going to say it's eight because I thought I saw, yeah. I was watching them this weekend, and they said that we're close. Yeah, a few more wins, but we're right on that bubble of making the tournament. So yeah, but so hopefully they could. Well, and, and and this team is a really good team. I just think that they've had some ups and downs yeah, and agree. haven't really hit their stride. Um, but they're, they're they're a talented team, and they have those momentum swings. Volleyball is so crazy on momentum, where you get a couple points and then it's gone. Yeah. So um, hopefully, uh, you guys can watch them, support them, and. Uh, uh, definitely, hopefully we can get into the, the big size conference tournament. So, yeah, but, uh, what we're going to talk about today, guys, is oh, we're going to, re- you, you missed what about soccer? I mean, it sucks. Oh me. my gosh. 
I can't believe I forgot about soccer. Yeah, it, it, it is. And I, and I, yeah, it was heartbreaking. I know you want to forget about it because it was oh. heartbreaking. I mean, oh man, it's yeah, like we, our, our girls outplayed them. Oh yeah. The whole game. And totally. it was one of those freaky games you just can't pull out. So, well, um, and it's crazy. Uh, Ashley Dvorak, you know, they only allow eight, eight total goals in the whole year. They yeah. let one go this game. They lose one to zero. They had so many good chances where it it just didn't go in. Um, and you feel bad because by far, and not not to you know, you know, poo-poo on Idaho, but by far, like if you put that on a natural uh, a neutral field, uh, like you can't say that, you know, taking your number one team and putting them in high high altitude where the home team has an advantage isn't an advantage, especially in Flagstaff. Yeah. Well, um, I, I heard that we bounced like four or five off the yeah. crossbar. I mean, it was yep. just one of those, it's one of those nights that, you know, like it reminds me of hockey times. You see that in hockey games too, where it's just like nothing goes your way. And it's like, you're trying yeah. everything and you just can't get it to go. So it's just unfortunate because they had such an awesome season. If they uh, did. And I mean, if anything, this is going to motivate Coach Chris and that team even more because we're we got a pretty young, we got some young, talented players, and I can't yeah. wait to see what they do next year. Yeah, and then they've, from all accounts, they've got some really good uh, recruits coming in, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's going to be interesting to see who they lose. You know, they lose a, a big contingent of seniors, um, and so that's going to have to um, really kind of get some leadership in that team as well, and kind of fill in what we're losing, but uh, I, I love that program. Yeah. They're doing it the right way. They've got good people running it. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that we'll reach the pinnacle of what, what we want to get oh, to yeah. um, just because they're, they're doing such a good, great, great job. So. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. And I was like, Oh, do I have to go into this? One? I know. I still uh, want to, I still wanted to give them props because they just had yeah. this season and, um, I mean, sometimes it doesn't go your way, but I mean, we're all still real high on that team. Exactly. We'll see what they do next year. Exactly. Exactly. Well, 34, 34 to seven. I know. What did I, I, and you noticed you called me out on it. I changed my score uh, <laughs> this weekend. Cause I was like, I felt, and I was way wrong. I was like, man, earlier this week, I said 31, 24. I was like, I'm giving sack way too many points. <laughs> And I was still way the heck off. Seven. You seven were, points. That's it. I'm glad you did 24 just because I won. So I know. <laughs> so we're tied up going into these last two games. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, you know, we have we have our predictions with a friendly bet. Um then going into it, we're four and four uh with a a wipeout game of the Ferris State game in these next two weeks. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It might come down to the last game and that that's going to be a tough one to call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we got, we got to focus on Portland state first. So, you know, but you're right. It might come down to that game. We'll see. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, offensively, uh, what'd you think? What'd you think, man? Uh, what I wasn't expecting some of the things that happened in that game and, it was a wild game. It was a yeah. ruckus game where emotions were the, the players knew how important that game was. Um, 
And I think, I, I think on both sides. And oh yeah, I mean, Sack was just there was just such frustration you could feel it everywhere, and our team was just I mean, our team plays angry. Like mm-hmm. offense, defense, special teams. I mean, we are punishing teams and stuff. Um, again, I, I'm going back to the NAU game. Since then, like it's like they're just pissed and they're not going to let anybody have it. I mean, they just they go out there and just dominate and we're physically dominating teams and taking the football out of teams. I mean, that, yeah. towards the end of the game, Sack didn't want to be there anymore. They were done. They were like, can we go start the bus and go home? They kept showing uh, close-ups of their quarterback. And he was—he did not look like he wanted to be there anymore. His face said, "I'm done playing this game. Yeah, get me out of here and back to California." Cold. I'm hurt. I'm sick of playing the Montana Grizzlies. Well, and it, by halftime, I heard from a couple different people that were at the game that they were fighting with each other, going down the tunnel there, fighting yeah. with each other. Um, yeah, I heard so, the same thing that like that yeah. the fans were hearing them just talk crap to each other and just yeah. like, they were there was just they were all fighting and stuff. I mean, even after the game was over, Coach Thompson was trying to get them all to come out and shake hands and half the team walked away. That's crazy. And that's that's and not so, good. I feel bad for Andy. He's got his hands full because yeah. you know, that team's there there's some internal stuff there that they're not, you know, that they need to fix. And uh it's not it's not a good thing. But I mean I'm yeah. gonna beat the hell out of them because uh they deserved it, and finally the balls weren't bouncing their way and stuff. And even when we felt like it felt like, oh, my gosh, the wind's pushing the ball to the one-yard line, what do we do? <laughs> Set a damn record. You know, My wife was like, can they do that? I'm like, well, they're not touching the ball. Oh, it's the actual ball. wind. It's, it's legal. <laughs> but, I mean, they think, they think they're doing that, but they're really not. It's the wind. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Clifton throws the ball to White, and they set this record. And yeah. you know, the cool thing is, is that the previous record was set by Brian Ayotte and Jimmy yep. Ferris. Yep. And one of the coolest things I thought is Jimmy Ferris got online and congratulated both of them. Jimmy's a great guy, yep. um, big fan of Jimmy, friend of mine. And he's just, the way he congratulated him and passed the torch, it's like records like that are meant to be broken. And how cool, how cool was that on Saturday? That was awesome. I saw that too, and I, I totally liked it. So we need to have Jimmy on. That would be awesome to have him oh, on. Man. Jimmy's awesome. I mean, he does awesome. motivational speaking and stuff. He'll he'll have us running through walls by the end of the freaking pod. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's great. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, first drive, I was uh, kind of worried. <laughs> I think we, a lot of people were because I, yeah. I, you know, I think people were going, "Oh crap, here we go, we're in trouble," and I, you know. I'm a very positive person, glass half full. I was like, come on, lots of time, have faith. We're yeah. good. Yep. So, yeah, that first drive, I was like, oh man, I just saw our line getting kind of pushed. And um, <clears throat> one thing is, Medow was just really holding on to the ball a little too long. <clears throat> Sorry, my, my voice, but uh, I, w- I was getting a little worried with that. But the momentum swung in our favor and, and really we played our lights out. Uh, the, the whole the one thing that I think that kind of like blew my mind was the unsportsmanlike penalties for the whole teams. Yeah. Like both sides. I've never seen that. And it, Marty yeah, was, was the same way. He was, yeah, saying, yeah, I've never seen that. Maybe, as, maybe remembers it one time or, or maybe that was uh no, it wasn't Marty saying that. Um, So I listened to the, uh, to Riley afterwards. Okay. And, um, Oops. He, uh, 
he said that they asked because they got the replay officials next to him. Yep. Asked him if they'd ever seen it because because him and Greg hadn't. And the replay guy said that he only knows of one other time of that happening. Yeah. And, and my feeling was is that the refs were afraid it was going to get out of hand because there was a lot of emotions, and so that was their their solve. Like, yeah. okay, everybody gets a gets a personal foul. <laughs> you get a foul. Yeah, you like, get okay. a foul. <laughs> exactly. like, well, and so. With that, I think that people forgot. And yeah. so Sac State's number eight, their top receiver that got that <laughs> out-of-bounds catch on us the year before, I mean, I couldn't believe he takes his helmet off. Yeah. I don't know if the time was out, because if the time's over, you can take it off. But then yeah. he spikes it into the ground. And that wasn't the penalty. It's the fact he took it off. Yeah. You take your helmet off, and you're penalized. Boom, he's done for the game. Well, it's three seconds left, and I don't yeah. know why. I, th- I think he thinks it's 0-0, zero, zero, you, know, you know, going in. But like this uh, chance, we would love your comment. Uh, he says that the Grizz dis- destroyed Sacramento after Sacramento's touchdown. And he's got a point there. You know, it, after we tied it up 7 7, it, it, nothing happened for him. And yeah, they couldn't no, get it. Was, it snowballed after there. And, or, you know, it almost feels like our team, when they taste a little blood in the water, yep. they just go for it. You know, it's the old analogy step on their throat and don't let them back up. And that's, that's what we did. By that third quarter, they didn't want to be there at all. No, I mean, no. and we're we're trying to give people like you know, backups and stuff time, and you know, it, it was it was great. It was great to see some of our guys in there and stuff. Yeah, getting that you know, and we got Childs coming in, and he's running. You know, he's fresh. He's just running ten yards out of get. He's trucking. ten yards of carry, and their defense didn't want to be there anymore either. So he's just you know, I was like, geez, if we could do it. By then you can do whatever you want. They just they're just going. When's the game over? And when can I get back on that bus? One of the things I was really really excited to see is we finally got Fonts the ball in stride, yeah. where he he could show what he could do because you know we've been hearing for a couple of years now how how great of an athlete and such yeah. he is, and he just exploded um, with some of the uh, with some of the things that he did on the field this this week. Uh, really really excited for that um and then just mcdowell being able to come over the the how he's playing for that first yeah. couple of drives and kind of not not holding on to the ball too long and then the way that he was throwing it it, it was great to see because the last the week before we kind of saw him when um ayat was put in yeah. you know you would see his kind of confidence and like how he played kind of went down and then this week he kind of, I don't know if he took it at heart or whatnot, but he totally rose to the occasion, which is awesome to see. And, and totally he gets the credit for that because, you know, he could have just said, Hey, I'm done. Yeah. But, uh, he totally showed some grit. He totally rose to the occasion. I was, yeah. you know, last week we were talking about Ayat and I'm still think Ayat's our future and he's oh, great, I so too. but I was pleased with the coaching staff that they left Clifton out there. He was balling. He was having yeah. a game. That's like if when someone's playing like that, don't get in their way, just let them go. He had yeah. one mistake where I don't know where he was throwing that ball. He threw that pick. It was like, I don't know, going there is this weird around? or what? I mean, the weather was weird, so it was just like, well, that was weird. Yeah, but the rest of the game, I mean, he was just he was making the right reads, throwing the ball well. And then yeah. between his running, Osmo, Gilman, Childs at the end, I mean, Osmo is just killing guys out there, just like. <laughs> His knees are pumping, and he's just trucking guys, and they're falling on their backs. Oh, yeah. Offensive line are putting guys down on the ground. Um, it is, yeah, I mean, it was – there. you could tell. Like, we talked about revenge game. Oh. Our guys, 
don't like them. And they're right. like, all right, no, we're not, we're not even going to let it come down to the refs again or an overtime. Yeah. We're going to take care of business early and, and often and make sure that we get out of this where we want to be. Um, another oh, one I want to give a, a sweet shout out for this just came up on Twitter. I didn't know this. Trajan Cotton got a game ball after the game. Yeah, I saw that. And they talked about, well, he brought it up during the press conference today. If anybody saw it, <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think I don't think he was. I don't think he brought it up. Somebody com- commented, "Yeah, like, well, how do you think?" And I love that he spoke up, and yeah. he didn't get the the eye from Hauk. Like, he was no. like, what do you mean? No one, no one caught a ball. Like, I uh, love the fact that he was able to say that. And, and Bobby broke down a little bit and smiled. <laughs> and was like, we're gonna talk about that because yeah, he. <laughs> He had everybody thrown at him, and he was the no-fly zone. No yeah. one no one completed a pass in his area, and they were going after him. You could tell that they must have oh, yeah. saw him on film and thought, we'll go after this guy. So congratulations to Trajan Cotton for getting the game ball and um, you know not letting anybody throw. So after the game, I follow him on Instagram. He live-feeded the locker room. Oh, was, wow. Everybody – it might be down now. But okay. everybody was dancing and stuff, and it was like it was a live feed afterwards. And the boys were having a good time, like they should, awesome. and enjoying the win. Because as we say, winning's hard, and enjoy it. So, God, yeah. that was cool. So I got to give props. Justin Boyer uh, was an awesome game. Made the twelve hundred mile round trip from the east side that much better. Back in two weeks to take uh, my place in the NEZ. North end zone, baby. Oh, okay. I was like, am I, am I like reading this right? I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah, the yeah. north end zone. <laughs> That's where all so. the crazies are. Back when I played, this would be called the north end zone crazies. There you they go. are. They're a bunch of crazy animals up there, and they're so That's loud. Awesome. awesome. That's awesome. So, Justin, that's awesome, man. Uh, but, yeah, uh, one of the things that I kind of uh, saw, too, is just how resoured their safety was no more because he got yep. a, uh, targeting um, Gibson. Yeah. Their one wide receiver, you know, got it. <laughs> that that targeted. I was surprised that they. I didn't think it was. I don't know. It was. It was so close. I didn't think they were going to call yeah. it. I thought they were going to wave it off, and then they did. I mean, I'm not. I just I hate seeing guys get ejected for things like that when they're just yeah. playing hard. The, the, yeah. the helmet throw, kick him out. Oh yeah, being a little whiny the, baby, but targeting was was barely yeah. anything. Um, but man, what and we're, we're talking we're talking about the offense. But Eli Gilman, sixteen carries, one hundred thirteen yards, one touchdown. It, if he he's he's on the Jerry Rice watch, I think you can probably give him the award for for best freshman. That that's crazy that he only had sixteen attempts, and he, I think he gets overlooked in this game yeah. because. You've got Osmo that was just trucking people. Yeah, he was. And you've got McDowell that had a you know the long forty-two yarder, mm-hmm. and then you've got Childs that basically ran over everybody too. Right. And you look at their averages. The lowest was Xavier Harris, and he got one carry for three yards. Everybody else is averaging over five yards a carry. Yeah. yeah. Just so blowing through them. I mean, blowing it's- through. Yeah, and then I think some of that gets over because I mean, all the receivers played well too. I mean, there yeah. was so much going on. But yeah, he's uh I mean, I saw some other people tweeting out there this weekend that you know, Mr. Rice, get ready to see uh yeah, get get ready to see him uh, you know, where they can in Frisco this year because that's what the awards are. Yeah, so, 
And that's the cool thing. Like, I hope he wins it too, because Jerry Rice comes and gives the award out because it's his award. He's actually yeah. there handing it out. So, I mean, how cool would that be for Eli to get get that? So, I mean, we got a lot of football left, but man, if he just keeps doing what he's doing, it's hard. Not, it's hard to find anybody else that's a freshman doing that. So, well, no, and, and they can always give it to somebody else, but then you can kind of say, well, that's just just slide on the Grizz because you know that that some people out there will do that. So, yeah. Um, but you know, one thing that I was kind of worried about is that Fulcher too. And that first, mm-hmm. that first drive, I was like, "Oh crap, yeah. he's he's back. Uh, he's a force." And they kind of got away from him after that drive, and I don't know why. Well, I didn't think he was going to play, like because he's been either banged up. And I think, uh, I think our coaching staff thought the same thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was looking good. And I think really what it was is, I think some of our defenders were out of position, and like we just made some adjustments, tightened it up, and. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that seems different this year a lot, too, is we're making the adjustments that need to happen, like not waiting until half. We're making them in game -game. quickly so that we can stop, you know, the bleeding, if you will, and flip it around because they scored quick and it's like, oh, boy. And then they missed the field goal. They're like, okay, well, at least they missed that. And it's like, well, hang on a second. And um, we're going to talk about it later because there's a question about this. But there's a point in the game where it's like, oh, boy, it's it's. Yeah, I was I was like, this is our game now. So when you you said it uh, earlier, too, is some of the things that they're doing now, you know, the play calling last year, they were gung ho about, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to run this. You know, coaching staff is willing to change some things right when it happens. You know, our defense is, you know, and I I don't and I don't want to say this nicely and I don't want it to come out bad, but. I don't think that we're like the stopping of rushing attempts until until we play, you know, the kitties and we can stop them. I don't think I, I think our, our numbers are great and I think we're top ten. Or, are we top three? Right now I think our numbers say we're number one rush defense. Exactly. Something. Yeah. But the thing that I noticed like is the adjustments. We're making oh, the yeah. adjustments and stopping the yeah. run. And I feel like we're stopping the run a lot better than we did last year. Um, yeah, and then that's what I was trying to try, trying to comment is is that we're making the adjustments. Mm-hmm. I remember after we played the Kitties last year, um, Tommy Touchdown was like, "Well, we," and he was very nice about it. He was just like, "Well, we just no, they weren't gap sound." Um, and I feel like we've made the adjustments where we're playing our defense, but we're able to stop the rushing attacks of other people. Um, and not leave holes. Um, and if we do, we shorten them up real quick, uh, which I think that's one of the things that has turned this season around so fast is that we're able to change things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't, I, I think, you know, the, the Bradford and uh, Coach Tim Howe, like they, they get this, right? That they yeah. have put the time in. Um, it, it's amazing to see the, the switch in what four yeah. weeks? Oh yeah. Well, between our run and even our past defense too, some of those zones are running. We're adjusting where the linebackers are and stuff so that we can tighten those zones up. And it's been yeah. effective against the past too. I mean, it's just the things they're doing, you know, like yeah, last year we had all these all American stuff. Now we've just got a bunch of really good players that are just doing their jobs right. Yeah. Doing what's expected of them. And these guys love 
playing with each other. Um, yeah. One of the cool picks after the game when they were juniors about to dump the water on on Coach Howe, <laughs> if you zoom into Junior's face, he is smiling from ear to ear. He's so excited to dump water all over his coach who just became the winningest coach ever in Big Sky uh, yeah. Conference history with only 35 losses, mind you. Uh, That's crazy. Jerome Sowers, who, you know, former Grizz coach as well through the 95 championship, had the record, but he had a whole 100 and some losses to go with it. Yeah. Or, or Hauk doesn't have very many. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. What a feat. So, I mean, congratulations. I think we're going to get there eventually, but congratulations to Coach Hauk, exactly. too. Exactly. I guess where I was going with that is that our whole team play, they love each other. Like, mm-hmm. they play for each other. They're having so much fun out there. They, they just look like they're having a blast playing football. And that's what it should be. Football should be yeah. fun. It's a fun sport to play, and they're doing it. Well, and, you know, we, we gave credit to to the coaches. Um, but, you know, I, I look back at what was different, and I'm not, not to throw other players on the bus, but what was different than last year is, is I, I think the, the, the leadership is a little bit better, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the senior class – I think they stood up and said, you know, hey, we're not gonna, we're not going out this way. Yeah. Um, and I think that this senior class really should take some credit for this because it could have got worse. It could have got a whole lot worse. Yeah. After, after the NAU game. game, they had a choice. Yeah. And obviously, they decided, all right, that's not us. Yeah. Let's all get together and we're gonna we're gonna do it this other way. And I do. I, I like you just said. I commend the senior class. Yeah. Because I think the coaches probably put it to them. Hey, this is your team. Yep. How do you guys want to? How do you just want to go? Do you want yeah. to just fade off into the? You know that's easy. The easy way is out. Let's just let's just lose, and we'll, yeah. we'll keep losing. Well, they didn't. They went. You know what? There's only one thing left to do, and that's win the whole damn thing. And so that's what their their goal is now, and they're they're well on their way right now. Yeah, we are well on our way. Next up, well, Portland State. Well, and it was it was weird how Sac State played. They switched their their offense. They're, they you know they were searching for something, right? Mm-hmm. First couple possessions they were run heavy, right? Yep. And then they tried to spread it out. And yeah, they then put that they, little freshman quarterback in, and when they yeah, did, and, I was going, oh yeah, that's yeah. exactly what we wanted to see because now you're one dimensional. Yeah, and then they started you know throwing quick outs, right? They, they get out, and that's what you know some of these other teams were doing us in the beginning of the year is get the ball out of the, the quarterback's hand real fast so they can't get to your quarterback and then yeah. they just started just imploding and oh, yeah. and you can kind of see you it. start fighting with each other too oh man i mean you see that on the sideline yeah i mean as a, the opposing team you're going oh yeah we got them yeah they're done yeah they're done we're just we, we can do whatever we want now yep and you know the one thing that we, we only got one sack right but the tail of the tape really relies on like the possession, right? 35 minutes. We've had, we had the ball to their 24 minutes. Yeah. We we Idaho'd the heck out of them. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And we got a whole heck of a, this is probably our largest number of yards in a game for, for a while now. What did, what Uh, I didn't, I didn't see. What did we end up with yards? 547 yards. Hey, yeah. 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 72 plays. They had 69 plays. So they only had, we only had three more plays in them, but we out. We, well, it was it was, know, it was more than double them. When you have one play that goes for 97 yards, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need a bunch of plays because that was exactly. you know, that was going to be a long have the same drive, and it's like okay, QB sneak it to push it out. 
you know, a little bit, which I love to see this doing that with, you know, McDonald's 6'4", 215. It's like, yeah, let them push the pile. Let exactly. those you know, the hogs get up there and push too. And then, man, just that the the route that, that he ran and I mean, the help with Junior too pulling him off was just awesome. And then high stepping to get away from him and then just, there you go. I think uh, someone posted it and they had the wrong name on there on, on uh, the internet, but I think he oh, hit 19.7 miles per hour. Oh, wow. Uh, he was running that. So one of those That's stats awesome. things posted it, but they they uh, had the wrong name on the our receiver. Not well. Oh, okay. Had the wrong team and everything. It was just oh, really? More, more, yeah. Oh, more, more bold, it was a little bulletin board material. I was yeah, all I had to say. So, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the awesome. third down conversion, four of 16 for sack, six of 14 for us. That's been something that's been – one of the keys to, to switch around too is mm-hmm. we've gotten off on third down. Um, and even though they were two of three for on fourth down, uh, we've been switching the chains, right? Switching yeah. the chains. So we're, we're on offense. We're able to call a couple different things, but on the defensive side, we're making it hard for them. Yeah. Um, and so we're doing a couple different things that we weren't doing in the beginning of the, of the year as well. So uh, can't, can't say enough about, this I'm just so glad that we got that that revenge. Oh yeah, that that, that I mean, monkey off our back. We're on the revenge tour. I mean, it's so. we, we started with beating Idaho. Now we take down SAC. You know, it's uh, and there's yeah. just like this weekend we got Portland State, and there's no way Bobby wants to lose to his son, or yeah. you know, and then we got Cooper on the team, so he's gonna have him fired up. I don't want to lose to my dad, you know. Um, so that's exciting too. Uh, and one other thing I wanted to point out and um. So, have you noticed the uh, the touchdown dance that Clifton and AJ Forbes do? Oh, it's amazing! So, it's yeah, amazing. hands. It's like my wife and daughter absolutely love it. it oh, yeah, me of something from Street Fighter. It's like it this does. It's like Hadouken! and they're like fire. Yeah. It's it's so cool. Um, Clifton reposted it today on Twitter, and I mean, it's just it's it is my favorite dance, like a celebration that I've seen, and I love that Bobby's letting them do it because yeah, a few years ago. Um, uh, Sammy would when he'd get first downs, he'd step and throw the first down marker. Well, then he got told by the staff, Don't do that, we don't do that. Which I was just like, Man, come on, let him do that. They so, always they always do it now, though. They always yeah, go I think they've kind of went, You know what? We're gonna let, they're having fun. Let's let yeah. these guys football's supposed to be fun, exactly. And by doing that, when you're having fun playing football, things just start play better, going, they just start going right for you. The yep. guys play better and stuff, yep. and uh, that's why I another thing I like is Bobby's not too. He doesn't really mind if you get a personal foul here or there, you know, because you're playing hard. I'd be the same way if I was coaching. It's like, you know, that's a you know a tough play, and you're driving someone to the ground. Like when Walker got taught, yeah, he he drove him to the ground, and then he went for a little bit more. And you can't do that, but you know, it's it's hard to say, yeah, don't be aggressive because this team is super aggressive. They're all playing yeah. that way, and that's what we want to keep doing because. Um, not to skip ahead, but we want to beat the cats. We got to play aggressive like that. Yep, we got to outbeat them on what yep. they do. So yep. exactly. Um, and you know, there's a couple questions during the uh, press conference as well. Um, one, uh, Frank Agola said, "You know, are you going to have Walker uh, this mm-hmm. next coming game because he's going to have to sit out?" Um, so I, I kind of, in you know, Luke as well. You, you, we kind of, kind of went searching. Um, I asked Sam Herter, and you saw a 2020 rule, right? Yeah, yeah, I found the rule book from 2020 that said that it's different from what the um, 
targeting tool is. Yeah. And, and Bobby, I mean, he kind of jumped on him today, but mentioned it too that yeah, he, he's available. <laughs> I put it, but yeah, that it's it's they, they treat that rule an unsportsmanlike conduct yeah. different than a targeting. Than they true tra- treat a targeting. Yeah. Targeting is ejectable, unsportsmanlike conduct. It isn't. So Walker will be back. And then I think some people were questioning, um, was it Cotton or why? I think Walker, he had that late hit out of bounds. Well, that wasn't an unsportsman. Like, that's not why he, he didn't get tossed. It was that a personal was foul. Personal foul, which is yeah. different. And some yeah. people were confused by that. They're like, hey, shouldn't he beat? No, no. It's So when the whole when both teams got him, those were unsportsmanlike. So you can't get another unsportsmanlike. Yeah. Personal foul is different. It's a, you know, bang, bang football. Yeah. Player. Well, unsportsmanlike is after the play has yeah, gone. After the play, it's, yeah. it's talking crap or like the guy threw his helmet yeah. or yeah. if you hit someone extra out of bounds or something. I mean, like we're like yeah. Walker looked like he was, you know, going for the top top rope thing and you know <laughs> the guy on the ground. So things like that is it's it's more of a judgment call, but that's uh, that's why. So just just for some clarity, because I think there's been a lot of questions on on how that worked. Because again, yeah. that doesn't happen where they give the whole team um like that was crazy i was expecting like numbers like hey number eight number whatever number whatever i wasn't expecting the whole team even my wife was like what i'm like yeah the whole team the whole team yeah the whole team whole both teams So, so even like you know poor like chris brown's out there calling plays you know for the offense yep you just got one and you, <laughs> you know, get one, and you yeah, get whoever's one. on the team gets one. It's just that was that was wild. Um, I, I yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to know if there. I mean, I really don't think it's ever happened. But like I said, that one ref said that he thought it did or something. So I've never seen it in my whole life. Um, so, but yeah, I, I I'm not gonna say that I'm perfect. But oh my goodness gracious, I know I understand, I understand why they did it. You know, to get kind of the just people a little settled down and kind of yeah. get control of the game. And I understand that, that why they did it. It's just, I have not, I think it's crazy. Think, it, it felt like they have felt like their hands were tied and they just had to yeah. because of the bench clearing from Sac state. And just, I mean, yeah. but I think they were like, Oh God, we could lose, lose this game. Yeah. Lose yeah. control. Yeah. Uh, if it was a hockey game that they would have lost control and have been fights everywhere. <laughs> That's hockey. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you have anything last thoughts on a uh, uh, Sac State? Just, um, I mean, it's it was really you know we keep talking about the Grizz playing a full game, and this is the closest they've came to playing oh, yeah, by far a full game like that. The first drives and stuff, it felt like we were getting our you know getting situated and making adjustments, but that was really close to just a full a full, full game, game that the Grizz played. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say pretty close. Um, there's a couple things that we could probably change up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, by far the best game that we've played so far. You know, Idaho, we played lights out in that first half, and then that second half kind of was we're holding on for dear life. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was good to see. And, and the one thing that's awesome is, unlike last year, I think we kind of peaked in the non-conference. Yeah. In the beginning of the the Big Sky this year, it seems like each and every week we're getting a yeah. little bit better and taking those steps and, and getting better, which is is great to see. And knock on wood, we're we're healthy, right? Yeah. Oh and yeah, absolutely. Hopefully yeah. that that you you hope going into this next game against Portland State, you win and then you stay healthy. 
Yeah. Um, and one thing like in the years past, it felt like with our quarterback situation, like, uh Oh, if he goes down, we're in trouble. I don't feel that way right now. Yeah. Um, And it feels like it's been next man up all over the place. Um, Like we didn't have granny this weekend and our back stepped up. Oh Um, yeah. um, Yeah. McGinnis has been out um, because of some health issues is what it is. He's not hurt, hurt. He's just, he's had some health issues. So he's, but hopefully he'll be back, back next week and stuff. But our other guys are all stepping up and doing a great job against great teams like number seven, Sac State. Yeah. I mean, we piss pounding them. I mean, it's normally a team like that, you're not going, oh, that's number seven in the country. You're thinking that's some, you know, non-ranked team. And we, you know, showed out. So that was well, – and, and to to get in their head so bad that they're fighting against themselves, <laughs> that says a lot. Yeah. Because this team was coming in – uh, a formidable opponent, even though it, you kind of look at their schedule and you can say, eh, they've played a couple people. You know, they've played Idaho. They've played, you know, Montana. But the rest of their, their conference, it, it hasn't been great, you know. Right. Um, they but, beat Stanford, which, I mean, that's, that's that's something. Stanford's not great, but still it's an FBS team. So It is. It is. But the, but the only thing I, I, I'm – so that that's okay, and they have a little extra umph to get that because it's, it's their old coach. But right. like this whole Idaho thing with Nevada, like Nevada is a horrible that FBS team. Terrible. Like that's like like they would be out of the bottom half of the Big Sky. This exactly. Year. Awful. The top four of the Big Sky, top five would be Nevada. Eastern you probably beat them. Eastern would be uh, Eastern would definitely beat them. Yeah, it would be a high scoring game, but they would beat them. Yeah. yeah, it's well. I'm like, you know, you're, we're talking about that. Heck, even that versus app, the simulator, had us losing last week. Yeah, you know, they had us losing, which was a weird score, 24-23. But you yeah, know, so it's like this team's surprising everybody. And you were saying we're playing our best ball in November. Well, that's what Bobby Hout coached teams did back in the 2000s. Yeah, like they'd start gaining and gaining. And I've heard this team being compared a lot to the 2008 team because yeah. they lost early and then just kept rolling and rolling and building and building and then you know they had talent but that was back before you know mariani was an all-american chase Reynolds was an all-american you had all these guys that were just playing as a team and out there to win for each other and that's what we're seeing right now is these guys are out winning for each other a lot of good a lot of good talent and they just develop that talent too so um but yeah let's get to uh portland state uh portland state it is a i don't know if it's just my flashbacks when they beat us at home that one year, um, I believe in 18. Yeah. Um, off of a field goal. That's or, or just the way that I, I've watched some tape on Portland state. Um, so give you guys a background, you know, they played Oregon this year and they got shellacked seven to 81. Uh, yeah. w- went to Wyoming, played decently there. Uh, they lost 17 to 31 mm-hmm. and then played North American college. 91 to zero. Oh, I thought that was a high school team. Was it a high school team? Uh, that's what it felt it's like. A, it's not like a Juco team, I you think. Know, I, I remember seeing that score that weekend and jumping on there. Yeah. And I mean, the credit Portland State, they had every backup to the backup and they still couldn't stop them. So I that's mean, it's ridiculous. Just, that's a lot of points. So then they go to Cal Poly, they beat Wallop on Cal Poly 59 21. Uh, they go to, uh, they lose to uh, Montana State, uh, twenty-two to thirty-eight, which that's a pretty good score at, at Montana State. Sure. Um, and then they 
beat NAU 45-21. They lose to Idaho State 24-38. They beat Eastern Washington 47-35. And then last week they lose to UC Davis 23-37. So they're they're not consistent. Oh, they're this kind of Jackal and Hyde team is what it feels like. Yeah, but you don't know what you're going to get. And so if we get a good Portland State team, this could be interesting. (laughs) Yeah, and they they – like to run the ball and run the ball and run some more yeah. against that we're that that NAU they had I think it was in the third quarter 350 yards rushing already I mean Jeez. they're putting up the numbers I mean they yeah. just especially on the run game they like to run the quarterback and then I can't remember the running back's name but they just uh Joby Mallory Joe yeah so they're they just love to run the damn ball and yeah. they'll run lots of different like um I'm trying to like uh, count run options. Yeah, run yeah. options. They're pulling guards and stuff. And so, yeah. again, on defense, it's, you know, doing your assignment, not getting confused, and, you know, just doing your job. Yeah. So, um, if we can make them one-dimensional, one like if we can stop their run and stuff them, yeah. they don't want to throw the ball. And that's really no. going to make them one-dimensional, too. Or you get up on them, and then they have to try to catch up, too. So, that's going to well, be easy. That's what I I saw too. Is the Big Sky? They're number two in scoring offense, and the Big yeah. Sky number two rushing behind Montana State. They're number eleven in passing. Yeah. Uh, so, like to your point, Luke, they don't like yeah, they don't to pass the ball. The ball. Yeah. Uh, they have some good wide receivers that are athletic enough where I think they probably could. Uh, their defense is ow as I hit my hand. <laughs> uh, they're middle of the. Uh, Big Sky, number 11 in scoring defense, number eight in rushing, number seven in passing. Um, and so I don't think our offense is going to have a hard time getting going. Mm-hmm. It's just what Portland State team comes. Yeah, which, which Portland State uh, team? I mean, fifth in the like, nation, fifth in the nation in rushing. Yeah, it's they, they, they run the ball a lot. And, but they've been playing oh. crappy teams. When they're just, exactly. When they play those crappy teams, they really run it up and get, get the stats yeah. way up there. Yep. Um, I mean, partially, you know, I think Barney's playing for his job a little bit because he's had a few down seasons and stuff. But, I mean, at the same time, who wants to? Well, he does so much with so little on that. He does. I mean, (laughs) so, like, when they when Portland State recruits, they don't take you to the the recruits to the stadium because they don't know. They play in that baseball field. So what they do is they take them to their weight room. And I hear their weight room is awesome. Like, it's one of the best weight rooms. I mean, other than ours, I think it's like one of the better weight rooms they have out there. So that's what they like to show off is the weight room there. Um, but I mean, they're going to be ready because you know Bobby and and Barney are friends, um, and then we got Robbie there, and you know, I mean, Robbie's kid here, Grizz this year, this this yep. for this game, um, and the, he knows our stuff. Oh yeah. I'm sure the coaches this week are having to like change some play calls and like some signals and stuff. You know, they talk about the signal stealing from like Michigan. You've been hearing all that. <laughs> Michigan players with the binoculars at games. And well, I mean, Robbie knows our signals, especially on defense. Oh, they definitely Robbie knows some of the offensive ones too. So we're gonna have to change a lot of that stuff up, or you know, use cards like Oregon used to or something this weekend just to you know, get the advantage because I believe Robbie's up in the box when he's coaching. Well, and it'll be interesting too, just because we've changed so much of the coverage stuff that we have, oh, we have. on the back side. So, you know, it might not be detrimental, but he, he will know some things. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure Ronnie's changed up some of the signals and things like yeah. that. Just some team taking over. But you're right. Our 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 where, where Robbie used to play and his safety position is totally different than we're running the safety totally position. Totally different. And I think yeah. it's actually benefited us. Oh, I think it, it drastically has. Big time. Yeah. It's it's freed up our linebackers to kind of roam the middle and, mm-hmm. and kind of stop. And then also what we haven't seen this far, like a lot is our defensive ends kind of dropping back like they used to, right. which that's something that, you know, you, you probably could see too, is if we have a heavy pass oriented team is, is fake the, the rush and, and have them drop back yeah. and just, just remember, I way. think I mentioned this before when governor was leading our team in <laughs> four interceptions, he was a freshman or whatever. <laughs> I love it. His bench press thing. I just love that. Every time he gets big plays. sack where he just sacked. Like that was all him. Like just oh, yeah. getting double teamed and just pure. Just, just pure oh beast. Gosh, like he's just a freaking. Oh, he's like a barbarian. Out oh there. man. Folks. It's just, I, I love do. watching some gubs, man. He's, I awesome. love, I love the, uh, the dance, man. I, I, do. It is awesome. I call it the bench press dance. He kind of just, yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's so cool. I love it, man. <laughs> Love it. So one thing that you know, going through the nerd and me, um, they are f- top five in the nation for third down percentage. Hmm. So that's something that we'll that's have to watch. Yeah, fifty-two percent or a little above fifty-two percent on third down. Um, so something to kind of look at as well going into this game is their run, as we've talked about, and just third down percentage, which kind of goes into what we've been doing. We've yeah. been stopped in the run. We've been doing. Uh, you know, really great on third down. The only thing that is a little different is their quarterback, right? Yeah. Dante Shashere or whatever his Shashere, name is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. is their second leading rusher on the team. He's getting 493 yards this year, averaging 54 yards a uh, game, seven touchdowns. He is just so – he reminds me of a long-legged Dalton Sneed where he doesn't oh. have the passing, yeah. but he yeah, just – he just loves to kind of like gamer kind of just like run. Right. Or, uh, uh, uh what's his face? Uh, from, uh, Something like Tim Debo. No, uh, <laughs> white guy, little guy. Um, not Baker Mayfield, the other guy, Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel. That's what he reminds me of, but Shashra is just, the, but, not, not as good. but not as good. No, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but just long legged, just quick. Um, and so we really got to make sure that we contain him. Yeah, we do. Um, our ends. That's going to be the big key. I think is, is containing their offense. Their, yeah. their defense has lots of holes. They've got good linebackers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's the, they're probably their best thing on their defense is their linebackers. Yeah. Um, their front's okay. So, I mean, it could be a high scoring game too. I mean, it could be, it's just, I mean, and the only thing is with them running the ball all the time too. That clock's gonna, you know. I'm curious. I don't. I didn't look, but my guess is their time of possession in most games is pretty high because 30, they're running well, all well over 32 minutes. Yeah, so they're they're yeah. usually. Dom- I mean, if they're averaging that, they're dominating the time of possession too. Yeah, they're they're top top four in the the big sky. So, yeah. um, they're running back Joby Mallory. He's, he was a walk on, which is crazy to say. That's that he cool. was a walk on. Um, he's averaging 89 carries this year, 50, 599 yards. 12 touchdowns, 66 average. The it, one thing that's you say he had six of them though, or something in one what's game. What's that? Yeah. So his, his Eastern Washington game had 23 carries, 241 yards, six touchdowns. Yeah. 
So half of his touchdowns have been in one game. <laughs> you sure that wasn't his big sky player of the week that week? Probably, <laughs> probably. I would think he'd probably, you know, even Eastern Washington. That that's just horrible. Like seriously. Yeah. Six touchdowns. Uh, Eastern Eastern didn't want to play football anymore, apparently. Like, oh Back my up. goodness gracious. And they lost they won that game by 12. Like, you cut that in half in Eastern, yeah. you win that game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Eastern was doing. <laughs> just, I didn't watch that one. So just I don't give them four. <laughs> Not but, six. But I think I think we forgot to mention this. Speaking of players of the week, Clifton McDowell got player of the week this week. Exactly. So congratulations yep. to Clifton. And I think uh Eli Gilman got honorable mention as believe as well oh, really awesome yeah uh nationally for national player oh, for national. Uh, yeah, did, yeah something like that from for what yeah FDS, fedex honorable yep. mention or something like yeah. that. yeah so um great great things happen for the grizz but uh you know wide receivers you know they've got jermaine braddock he's got 42 receptions 422 yards and six touchdowns you know they do not pass the ball a lot uh like we said um you know, Dante Chatre has only got 1,236 yards passing and, and 14 touchdowns, five interceptions. It, it, you want him to pass the ball. Yeah. Uh, he if, is. If we want to take away that run. Yeah. And, and the, throw. And then it's, you know, hopefully Gradney's back because I think there could be some opportunities for Oh, some yeah. Well, and a lot of a lot of the passes that he wants to do, he does not want to be in the pocket as well. He wants to run out of the pocket, use his legs so he's kind of multidimensional. And then throw the ball. So, like you said, um, that Johnny Manziel style. Yep. Or, yep. or for our older fans, the Doug Flutie style. Of- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think he's a little faster than Doug Flutie, though. <laughs> uh, like you said, Luke, you know, their defense, uh, Parker McKenna uh, is their linebacker, their stud, yeah. 53 tackles. Um, yeah, that's seven, that's their, their key is those two linebackers for the Yeah, seven tackles for loss, one interception, and then Michael. Montgomery, he's got 50 tackles, uh, two tackles for loss. Their defensive lineman, Slade Sheffield, has 12 tackles, but one thing about him is he's got three and a half sacks. Um, so uh, other than that, they've only had eight interceptions, I believe, on the year. Yeah. Um, and so not a great – they're plus in the turnover margin, but not by much. Yeah. Um, so you're not going to see a lot of uh, turnover battle there as long as we keep the ball. Um, but yeah, like we said, you said too, is if we keep Shashare contained yeah. with our defense, you know, stop the run a little bit, like we and make them pass, um, and then make them, which is really interesting, is they play a five man front, right? Right, and that is going to be interesting on how big our gaps are in our, our line, yeah, because we have been playing that wide gap. Yeah, and how that is effective with having five men on the on the line. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure how we'll. I think we'll still go with that more gap, and then if they if they do start, let's say, you know, busting through the gaps faster or something like that, mm-hmm. um, then we'll narrow those up. But right now, I mean, it's working for us, yeah. so I wouldn't stop doing it because it seems to be working well for um, and creating good lanes for our running backs and everything. Yeah. So, and it might spread them out more, you know. Yeah. Um, Unless we get them where they're just lining up straight in the gap, but even then, a good offensive lineman will get right on your hip and put you down on the wash, and you're done. So, done, yeah, um, yeah, it'll be. I mean, the thing is, is I think our coaching staff will be ready to adjust if we need to adjust the splits a little bit. We can, but yeah, it, it's working right now. And I mean, 
so I, I see us staying the same unless we have to adjust. I do too. This is going to be something interesting to watch uh, yeah. for for uh, for the Saturday. But also their field goal kicker, Gianni Smith, 10 of 11, 90%. That's dang uh, good. It's dang good. Uh, I saw him kick up the other day. Pretty good. Pretty good kicker. Um, and, you know, they're averaging their kick return. Christian Grubbs averaging about 24.8 average on a kick return. Punt Richard, Quincy Craig is averaging about 16.9 average as well on their punt, uh, punt return. So uh, it, it's – they've got some nice things, but then it's just like they just drop off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so not a complete team. Again, you don't know which team's going to show up. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. We do, I just got a final. Uh, Grizz lost 70 to 83. But, oh. You know, put up a good fight against Gonzaga. They, that's a good exactly. Team. Well, um, and that, that's you know it's the first game, right? Yeah, but so, yeah, you're, it, it's it'll be interesting to see what team shows up. I mean, I'm really hoping we go in there, uh, like the the Samari Toure game when he just it was that was his big breakout game, which led yeah. to him you know, leaving us and going to Nebraska. But yeah, I mean, hoping for something like that where we just and I think Bobby wants to do that too. It's like he doesn't want to lose to his son or no or 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 Barney. Uh, no. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. And I, the players are that way too. I mean, it's, you know, they have the choice. You want to be nine and one going into next week's game, or you want to be eight and two. Well, yeah. nine and one sounds a hell of a hell of a lot better. Playing in the last game of the year for the Big Sky Conference Championship, how it should be. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, and just just to think about like how how devastating would that be? Losing to Portland State, it's just it, yeah. It, We're rolling right now. That's where we, we got to win this game because that's going to yep. keep our momentum. Because momentum's huge. You see it in games and everything. Yep. Well, it works from game to game too, and so we got to keep that momentum going. And yep. like we said, we're playing our best football right now. I don't see us losing to these guys um, unless some weird ass crazy thing happens, and you know, half the team is sick with the flu or something. I mean, it's we, we should go in there. Do what we've been doing. I mean, we just yep. beat the seventh ranked team in the nation, thirty-four to seven. Thirty-four to seven. I mean, it's like, come on, yep. you know. If we can do that, we should be able to go in and handle our business here. If if we are if we are who we say we are, we should be able to do that and yep. keep rolling on to the brawl. And I and I and I think that we'll, we'll do that. I it might be a little bit closer than than um, thirty-four to seven, just because I, I I don't know I. I It'd be really interesting to see what the versus app is going to be uh, yeah. with that. Just I've, because I've, I've already pulled the versus app and I got my okay. down. So okay, I don't have mine. I've got what I kind of am leaning on, but I don't have mine just yet. So don't I, I say came that up with mine at about uh, I think two p.m. today. It was right before the press <laughs> conference. I was just like, you know, I'm feeling this right now. I wrote it down. <laughs> so, I've been wrong all season, but I mean, at least not you know wrong on the. We've been pretty right on the winning side. We have, we have, yeah. we've been pretty good on that, uh, except for the NAU game, which is yeah. crazy. Uh, no one predicted that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think we've pretty much covered Portland State. I think we we got the what we need to cover on that. Uh, we've got a lot of questions, guys, um, from fans. So we'll go into that. Um, do you want to? Do you? I've got the Twitter ones. Do you have those too? Uh, I don't. I was not. I got him. I got him right here. All right. <laughs> so that's no problem. So we got uh, M Thorich, uh, forward 61. Tom, how amazing was the 97 yard bomb to Keelan? I thought it was awesome on the broadcast when Marty was breaking down a team's mentality. 
when backed up like that and then called the shot. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, I love it when Marty breaks that stuff down. When they give him the telestrator, and Marty, I love yeah, that. Give it to us, Marty, and they <laughs> totally broke that down. It's awesome. And then yeah. that was the the play. I mean, I was hoping they would do that. Like usually, you take a yeah. shot, and I was glad that we took that shot. And then to see White high step it to get away from that because he tried. That guy didn't try to give up. The other guy took a poor angle, and I mean, it was house time. So, yeah, yeah I I think it was is amazing. Um, I, I I love Marty. I, I someday I hope we can have him on the podcast if he can spare thirty minutes, even ten minutes would be amazing. That I, I, I think we, I think we could get him. I think it would have to be after the season or maybe between, yeah. you know, so, somewhere here we'll get Marty on the show though. That that would be awesome. I, I just want to listen. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I did <right>. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. There's. That Sean Anderson guy again. Ugh. Is that the cat fan? No, it's the guy that had us rank 17th. Uh, oh, like, the, I guess. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. And now he has us at number four after that win, uh, which is ridiculous. What's What has changed? Anyways, um, <laughs> Bridger, uh, B. Dean Lord, unsportsmanlike yeah. conduct call on all the players was weird, but I thought Cotton was called for an unsportsmanlike conduct sometime after. It did not get thrown out. Did I see that right? No, I think that was, uh, I think he got a personal foul. That was a personal was, foul, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kodiak Ultramarine 1019, uh, what do you think of the most impactful play of the game? I've been waiting for this one. Yeah. So um, I have I have two, right? I have, I have um, one and then I, I have the other and I might be, um blitzing on where these happened but my first one was the governor sack okay um i think that kind of like propelled us there and i don't know where that happened i thought that was like the second quarter but the main one that i think switched the momentum was the bergen pass to mcdowell um i think really set us off where it got the crowd going and then it led to other things as well yeah so we're on the same page here. So oh, okay. We're on the same so we, page. We, talk, we talked about this, yeah. but we didn't say. Yeah, we didn't we say. Didn't earlier, wanna... You mentioned this because we were, we were excited about this question. So we appreciate <laughs> you asking this. I, I put some thought into it. I was actually rewatching the game. I was like, there it was. Yeah. So for me, um, Hayden Harris tips the ball, right? Gets mm. his pop. Like the, the announcer, whoever announces with Marty, I can't remember that guy's name, but he always screws up who's who the person is. Jay he was Cole. like, I think it was Governor. Maybe it was this. Jay it was Cole. Hayden Harris. Number 48, Hayden Harris gets his pop, knocks the ball down, right? Okay. Yeah. It's fourth down. They punt. The yeah, punter well, has the shank, shank potamus punt. Junior <laughs> runs it, gets it up there, and he's, you know, way down the field. We're up in position. And what do we do then? We do a little razzle dazzle. Yeah, and we do this reverse. I thought we run the reverse, and all of a sudden there's Clifton. I'm like, oh my god, you just get and he chucks it. It was right there, and I was like, oh, they're done. Our guys are having so much fun out here. After that little series, I was like, this is about the snowball. And sure enough, next thing you know, we're in the end zone. We're scoring. We're in the end zone again and again. That's that was the turning point right there for me. Yeah. When they when Hayden blocked that down, that whole defense was so fired up. I was like, uh oh. They're in trouble. Like these guys are playing, you know, lights out right now. And then when he shanks the punt, because anytime Junior run, the crowd, you could hear the crowd getting into it and stuff. Um, It was just, I mean, it it sounded to me like a playoff, you know, type of here. And what I'm excited. So I just got myself an Apple Watch 
And on these, Ooh, like, you. these Apple watches, <laughs> I got it for working out, but they had this little thing on here. It's your noise thing. Okay. And, uh, I cannot wait to be in Washington Grizzly during, there you go. during Cat Gri- or Grizz Cat and hearing how loud it gets. Because I was at a D2 game this weekend and someone was blowing up an air horn and it was like, oh, it's too loud. You need to watch your... It was giving me warnings and stuff. I was like, oh, I can't wait to have this in Wild Grizz. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Just going nuts because you could just tell the crowd got into it and everything. And Yeah. Man, I was, uh, I was jealous of everybody that was there. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and it was... I can't believe he shanked it that bad. Like the oh. coverage was going to the right. He shanked it. To the left. I really thought no Junior one. was going to take it to the house. Oh, he had an opportunity. Like, well, house time. Here we go. And exactly. You know, and so, I mean, I think it was cool. Like, I think if I feel like Pease realized like, oh my God, look at this momentum we got. Hey, yep. let's do a little razzle dazzle. There's a little Boise state, you know, the, the different things that Pease has got all sorts of tricks up his sleeve. Oh, yeah. You know, double reverse pass to Clifton, and Clifton's just wide open. I mean, oh, there was, was nobody around him. It was awesome. Oh, and he played that perfectly. And when they reviewed that, like, yeah. or replayed that, like, he was coming out kind of was like jogging where the guys, the linebackers' eyes were totally on. Oh, yeah. He kind of shows it up. And when he saw bit. that, he it, booked it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he read it perfectly. perfectly. He slows up like, Oh, I'm just gonna be a quarterback out here to block, and I really don't want to touch anybody. And then as soon as he saw that, boom, he hit it. Yeah, perfect. Man. I loved how Marty was like, Oh, yeah, I saw them run that play this this last week. Uh it looks like they did a really good job. <laughs> like, Marty so goes awesome. to practice all the dang time. He sees all those, you know, and just waiting for him to run it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh good old grizzly at good old grizzly. Uh biggest area for improvement going into this week. Mm, that's mm. a good. Good question. Um, I think some of it's just mental stuff. Like okay. um, that play that we had 12 men on the field, where we had to separate yeah. everybody separate and stuff. Yeah. That's that's a play that they obviously practice a lot, and someone just made a mistake and was out there. So I think it's just those little mental things. And I almost totally wanted to see that play, too. I did, too. I was bummed. I was like, oh, oh, man. man. That what formation, that? I was like, what in the world are they running? <laughs> now that they did that, all the teams have to practice that stuff now. So oh, that's, man. that's one thing with that. But it seems like we're we're getting better like we should be each week. Yeah. You know, we want we want to be playing our best ball in November, and we're doing that right now. So okay. um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's not a I mean, that was almost a whole their best complete game that they played this week. Um, other than like a few mistakes at the beginning. On some uh, line, alignment spots on the D line and linebackers, but we corrected it so quick and we stopped it. So, yeah, uh, I think just keep doing what they're doing and keep improving. So I'm gonna throw something in here that might be not uh, be, but and, and it's just kind of not like something we need to improve on, but it's something sure. I would like to see um, going on because I think that it will make us a better football team in the long run, right? And you yeah. can say that I'm court, I, I'm backup quarterback happy or whatever, but I would like to see a little bit more of a yacht just because from all accounts, they said that this is going to be a two quarterback system. Right. And yeah. I totally get, and I totally get like McDowell was cooking. Right. And you don't want to relieve, leave that. I'm just saying is that if we're going to use that and if it truly is a two quarterback system, getting kind of a process of, of how we're going to work that. Well, so when I saw it this weekend, I was going, 
Did Bobby just say that in the press conference just to, to with mess with everybody? Because he'll do that. He'll say oh, stuff yeah. like that. Like, like, don't believe what he says in those press conferences because he likes yeah. to throw things out there that might throw people off. Because I'm sure yeah. after the previous game, they practiced and were ready to, for, for Ayat to come out. Just like we yeah. thought. We're like, hey, that freshman played awesome. They're probably, and then what do they do? They played him. And so yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. We're probably going to play Ayat next. And we never did. So we didn't, which I'll was kind of crazy. I thought, I'll be but curious to see what happens now. This next week in Portland is a great opportunity to play some more Ayat if we wanted to, because that defense is susceptible. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I think too, again, if, if we're on, if Clifton's on a roll, you know, I'm glad that they didn't like abruptly, oh, no, we got to do this because we said we're going to do this. I don't think we're going to see them very much though, because just how bad their, their rush defense is. The rush defense is number eight in the, the, oh, the big yeah. sky. You're right. You know, I, mean, I mean, I'm talking like if we can get up big, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Get Clifton out. Get I out some more playing time. That's where I guess I'm talking. Yeah. More like, I don't think we'll see him until like third or fourth if we're up big. So. Yeah. Well, and I, I just, I just think that that would be kind of nice to see. Just kind of get get him some some reps because you just never know what's going to happen in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Uh, I just think having that card back there in your back pocket could be could be nice to have. Yeah, no, so. I, you're right. I mean, the, and college snaps are hard to come by, so it's like, yeah, getting him more time, like especially if like we can, you know, get up, I think would be key because that way, if we do need him in the playoffs, he's ready. Yeah, I mean, he's already impressed all of us. But oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, we've got another one here, uh, Bridger B. Dean Lord. Uh, if the season ended today, the Grizz would beat Idaho for the conference regular season chipper. With a head-to-head, which Grizz players are on the All-Conference team? Stats-wise, not many, but record-wise, first team, uh, first-place teams usually takes a big portion of all the conference spots. Yeah, so I say like on defense, Gubner, Gubner, definitely Braxton Hill. Yep, and then I say Gradney. Yeah, Gradney because of his picks. I was, I was thinking, you know. Cotton's close, but he might yeah. be like second or third team or something like that. Yeah, um, and then I think I think you could uh, you could put Wilson in there as a second teamer. Well, too. He's gonna be really close too. Yeah, yeah. he'd probably get second team. He'd, he'd probably get second team. So you could um, even see Janicaro in there for second. Yeah, team I was well. thinking Janicaro too, but first team guys definitely. I think Braxton, Gubbs, Gubbs definitely Radney. So yeah. and then let's go. Let's go. Well, special teams offense. Juniors special teams. For Juniors sure. got it. Yeah, he should like, have it anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's go offense. So offense. Um, Eli. Yeah, Gilman for sure. Like he's got to be. He's got to be freshman of the year. Freshman of the year, and he should get. You know, get there. Yeah. Um. I, I don't think we win. The best you could give like a second or third, maybe. You know, I don't know. It's hard to say there. So I mean, but I say so. Eli Bergen on as receiver and probably um, Fonts at receiver, and then I'd say AJ Forbes at center. I think I, he, he's, he's so un, he's not he's one that doesn't get the recognition that I but think he really. Deserves. I think the coaches vote on that, and I think they would because yeah. I think the coaches realize that. I mean, he's the quarterback of that offensive line. Oh yeah, definitely. So I'd and, say him, and I wouldn't be surprised if like Journey got like a second or something. He's been playing real well too, kind of under the. I think you could probably see McGinnis as well in there. 
Well, um, he's, on he's a, had those on last two games. Yeah, he's he's been out those last two games. Yeah, but if he plays but the next two games, playing like a man child. So yeah. I hope he does. I hope he yeah. Does. I think that we got. Though I don't think we're gonna get um, any of the punters or kick returners just because. If it stopped where we were with Idaho, I think Glasgow might be in the running, but Glasgow, I don't know if he's nursing an injury or what. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. I mean, Ramos uh, Ramos played this whole week, and you know, yeah. we did see him go out in the tunnel the week before, so yep. he could have some kind of foot injury or something. But I mean, thank goodness we got a decent backup. So exactly, exactly. Um, kind of running through here, so I don't. That was, miss that was a good question, though. I like that question. It was. Um. I just don't want to make sure that I didn't miss anybody's. Uh... Well, you're looking. I just do want to give a shout out to everybody that hit me up on uh, Twitter, uh, Messenger, Texas when uh, my daughter and I got on the broadcast for the game. That was that was awesome. She was, she was pretty pumped, and uh, it's always cool to hear Marty talk talk good things about you when you run the old school colors. So um, that was just that was fun. So um, let's go on to. I think I got all the ones from uh, Twitter. Uh, oh, I've got to give a, a shout out to, uh, so something really, something happened to me that uh, I, I wasn't expecting. So um, Scott Jones, so uh, Scott texted me on Messenger okay, and um, basically was like, hey, I don't know if you, uh, you know, remember me, but we went to grade school together. Uh, and so, you know, I wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, we reconnected after being a away from grade school That's but cool. uh he's a grizz fan he listens to the podcast uh very cool so yeah it was it was kind of cool to see and, and kind of reconnect with um you know a, a former uh yeah. laurel light uh and then timothy pratt um yeah, both of us. that was cool of timothy yeah so thanks for getting a hold of us we love when you guys get a hold of us as well so well uh, let's... talking about grizz bringing the other. so when my our picture came up there i heard yeah. from my cousin who I haven't heard from like five years Oh, you kidding? Arizona. Me. He texted me and he's like, "I just saw, we just saw you on the the broadcast." And I was like, "Holy cow!" So yeah, that was how are you? Yeah, like you never know what the what Grizz games will do. So there you go. Uh, so we're going on to Egris here, uh, and uh, as well, guys, uh, thank you for uh, reaching out to us again. We love when you guys get a a hold of us here. Um, Behorn Weasel, uh, did the Grizz do enough to secure a seed? Um, my thoughts on, on that is we're in the playoffs. I think, um, yeah, I would say we're in the playoffs. I don't think we have secured a seed. I think if, if we, we beat Portland, we secure a seed. If we beat Portland state, I think we'll have a seed. If we beat the, if, when we run out, we'll, we'll have secured. I don't know how yeah. you don't put a, after we seed. beat Portland and we beat the cats, we'll have a two seed. I, I don't know how you don't put us at a two seed. If we beat Portland State and lose against the Kitties, I think you're looking at anywhere between maybe a five, but more likely likely a six six, or an eight. Five or six seed is what I think. If we, for some reason, that happens. Yeah, I think I think you're pushing maybe six to eight. I don't know if you do a five. I think a lot of it depends on what else happens in the. Yeah, it does out there because I mean, like Furman just about lost to Chattanooga. Now they were down their quarterback. Uh, they're starting quarterback, but they about lost. So if Furman goes down in the next two weeks, too, that could change everything. See, that that well, makes me frustrated because y- you know this league is made up of Big Sky and Missouri Valley teams. Furman, and, played, 
Idaho. Who's Furman play? If they play Idaho, the Cats or us, or even I mean, it's Sac State. They lose. No, they lose. They lose all those games. They lose to North Dakota State. They yeah. lose to South Dakota. They lose to South Dakota State. Northern they're Iowa. They're because they got to have somebody from that conference. And they haven't. You know, it's they're they're not playing the same type of football that the Missouri Valley and the Big Sky are playing. No, they aren't. So. And so why give them a seed? It, it just pisses me off so much. Right. Uh, uh, our next one, MT Grizz rule. Uh, what factors have positively impacted this defense most? To me, they all know their individual responsibilities, every play, and are in sync with one another. Pass coverage has certainly improved. Run defense isn't over-pursuing as often. They're more patient and waiting for the offense to come to them. Yeah, they're all doing their 111th. For exactly. Sure. Um, the the past defense is just so much different than we had last year. We're yeah. not relying on such so much man coverage. We're doing a lot of you know zones or Tampa two and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the linebackers aren't overrunning. They're not overpursuing. No. Everybody's being gap sound and doing their job like they're supposed to be. Um, and when they do, holy crap, we're we're hard we're a hard team to beat when that happens. I mean. Yeah. I mean, look at us last year. Everybody, we. I mean, I don't. I, who the hell thought that we were only going to allow sacks seven points? They've been putting points up on everybody this year. I you I know? said seventeen. Yeah, you were <laughs> seventeen. Seventeen. I, I mean, yeah. I, I went down to nineteen and was still going. Oh, you know, geez, I don't know because sacks been putting points up on everybody, and we held yeah. them to seven. Yeah, I mean, jeez, it's. I I totally do agree with him. I, I think that the back side of the ball has so much improved our defense that you the linebackers don't have to worry, right? And you can and, and, and we're never gonna hear that, but you've gotta think that they were worrying about the back end of that defense getting sure. beat that they couldn't. So they were like, Oh, I, I've got to really get pressure on this quarterback, and if I don't, it's goodbye time. Yeah, and so I think it kind of alleviates our linebackers knowing that they don't have to be superhuman and cover everything. Yeah, yeah, I know it's like we were saying everybody's doing their job like they should be, and it's allowing us to do more and blitz more, and you know, and we're not. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're this three three five, but if you look, we're running a four front a lot of times. It's like it's just that one guy standing up, and it's like yep. we're. We're using that three three five, but it's confu- We're confusing everybody. Ronnie's doing a great job with it. He is. I'm running all these other defensive schemes out of it. But between him and Tim Houck, we're we're yeah. lucky to have those two minds up there conceiving all this this wild stuff. And the yep. thing is, is like we've got all our guys on defense that understand it. Like I don't think at the beginning of the season they all had it quite yet, but yep. they're all getting it now and know what they're supposed to do and recognizing the things and making and they're they're coachable. Yeah, coaches say, "Hey, you need to do this." They're listening and doing their job and making the adjustments, and it's paying off. Yeah, and I, I think that that's just the being able to be coachable and to be able to mold each other and kind of grow. You kind of see that with how much we've improved too, right? Is you know this team probably wasn't the best team that we've had at the beginning of the year, but they were able to be take that coaching and kind of get better each and every week. And we see that each and every yeah. week they're developing and, and learning and doing. Yeah. It's, I mean, this, this is what we wanted yep. was them to be playing 
again, we keep I keep repeating it, but the their best football in November, and that's what we're seeing. So, so he's got two more questions here. Sure. So one of them is, how impressed are you with McDowell's accuracy on the big pass plays? He threw a lot of near perfect passes. Even the sideline complete incomplete pass to Fonts was accurate. Fonts should have caught it. And I totally he should have had that like that one on the sideline. Uh, I was really impressed, and like, I think we mentioned this. I mentioned this earlier. Is I was really impressed with McDowell and how he responded to um, the previous game against Northern Colorado, where mm-hmm. um, we inserted Ayat and kind of hey, it just felt downgraded like his play a little bit. Yeah, like he was holding the ball and, too much there. And, yeah. yeah, and so to see like he was holding the ball a little bit too much at the beginning of the first couple of drives, and then to see how he took that and they probably said something to him and then he just totally changes and reverses and then comes out lights out and just starts bawling. Yeah. Um, it, it's a testament to him and, and his fortitude just to be able to take that and not get down on himself. And I, I hope that he um, takes that as a good thing too, because it was awesome to see Ayat and both of them just interacting and kind yeah. of just the first ones to kind of, uh, congratulate each other, which is awesome to see. Um, but yeah, he he really impressed me this last game. And like, even though I I, I want to see another quarterback just for that kind of mix and match, um, I don't <laughs> I don't fault the court of the the coaches for not doing that because yeah. he honestly, I was like, oh, they're not going to play him by halftime. I was like, they're not going to play him. Like they're balling out. Why would they want to change yeah. something and, and and throw throw a wrench in it? So yeah, that's I thought we, the only way we're going to see Ayat is at like fourth quarter mop yeah. up time because Clifton's yeah. playing and 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 he's right. Like Clifton's dropping dimes and he's not shot putting the ball like he was kind of at the beginning of the season that we saw. Yeah, now he's now he's actually throwing it and I don't know. He's his accuracy has improved and. It just feels like he keeps improving. So let's just hope he just keeps doing that. Yeah. Uh, his third question here, what's more likely, McDowell being a consistent big play maker close to Sneed's senior year, more of a good game manager, uh, no politically correct coach speak responses. You know, it's hard to say because just because this is his first year actually playing the quarterback like do i think he he'll get to sneed i i honestly don't think he'll he'll get to that level because sneed was a great quarterback yeah but sneed also played different spots and was able to kind of grow i think that he can get more consistent in throwing the ball which he already has yeah um it, is he going to be a uh a himself be a lights out playmaker I think he has to have the people around him to be the playmaker. I, I don't think he can be the individual playmaker. I think that right now he, he's really good with his feet. And I think he has really good people around him that can be the playmakers on the other, opposite side. Yeah. Well, so like, I guess I feel a little bit different. Like I think <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, I, I, think that, I think that he can be that baller, but in a different way than Snead. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, Steed, I think, had a better arm talent. Oh, yeah. And, and and Clifton's getting there. But where Clifton is, I think, over Sneed is his running ability. Like, Sneed was the kind of sneaky runner. Mm-hmm. Clifton is out there. I mean, that is a man. 
That's like he is six four two fifteen, and he ain't afraid. Like he bushes people around. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's a big dude. And yeah. the thing is, is like Sneed, he's got that kind of it factor where the team's following him, and he's become the leader out there. Which mm-hmm. that's what I was looking for at the beginning of the season. I'm pumped that that he's got that. Yeah. Um, and like today, I was glad to see that he's finally at the press conference. Like, yeah. finally, our quarterback is out yeah. there. And so, but then what is he doing again? He's giving all the props to the offensive line. And yeah. he knows about Dola. He mentioned it. I'm like, hell yes, that is awesome when he's talking about Dola and stuff. So um, I, I think he has the ability to be this this playmaker, but just in a different type, like where he's going to be busting out runs and stuff, or he's making catches that Bergen are throw. I mean, like that's that's playmaker stuff right there. It's um, – yeah, I'm excited because he's just different. We haven't had a quarterback quite like him before, um, and he's putting his he's putting his own stamp on it, and and I applaud him. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's one of the things that I applaud him for too. Is he's not like any other guy that we've had. He's a, he's a different kind of he's, quarterback. He's his own guy. Like he's, he's his, his own, own guy. Thing, and it's yeah, he's doing him, and that's I I that's why I wasn't. I was totally cool with the coaching, the staff leaving him in there, not even putting Ayat out there because he was doing his own thing and rolling. And I mean, just he's he's got the team playing playing great. Like, like I said long ago, and I can't remember which game it was when his helmet popped off and he hopped up and oh, was yeah. all fired up. I'm like, oh boy, that's the kind of guy we need right there. Look at the I think, that, was, I think that was the Idaho State game. I think it was. And he it was yeah. towards the fourth quarter, but I was like, oh, that's that leadership we need. You're you're playing in so exciting, your enthusiasm and your love for the game is going to get everybody else excited and everybody playing hard, and that's what's going on. Because they, yep. we noticed at the beginning of the season, they were playing different when he was in there. Yep. Uh, and the same thing happens when Ayat was in there too. Oh, yeah. That doesn't change. Where no. forcing with Sam, like it was a little different. I think it felt like the, even the play calling was different. So I don't know if that was part of it, but yeah, you know, there's something about. Clifton that he's he's got the backing of the team and that's pretty awesome. Well, and it's it's important to have. Um <laughs> so um Grizz CC1979. I know no QB can be perfect, but I love that Clifton had zero interceptions before Sac State game. Yeah. The interception seemed uncharacteristic of his play, as he is usually so deliver deliberate with his throws. Can you chalk the interception up to anything specific? I honestly, like, I'm not going to BS around it. I have no clue where that ball was going to. I don't know if it was tipped. I don't know if, if the weather made him slip and he couldn't hold on to the ball. There was nobody over there. Yeah. And it was so low that I don't know. I don't know what happened. So, um, QB Club is awesome. You guys should all enjoy the QB <laughs> Because Bobby talked about someone asked him, but I think I can say this. Like someone was like, "Hey, what happened?" And Bobby was like, "I don't know." Like, yeah. he's like, "I don't know where he was throwing it to." So okay. I think there was, I don't know if it was weather, if it was just he something happened that it was just a fluke. Like there was nobody around. I don't know what was going on there. And Bobby so, may know, but he didn't give it to us there. He just goes, "I don't know where he's throwing." It. So so join join QB Club. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It's, uh, you get, you get. Well, I'll just tell you that you get a lot more that I can't even talk about on this show. That's great and that's awesome inside stuff. So, uh, yeah, if you if you have the funds, 
I would highly recommend it. Like, and for me, I watch it on Zoom. Even if you if you live if you live in Missoula, it's even better. You get a meal out of it and other things too. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And the money goes to support the team. So, I'm just glad that they're able to. If you're like us guys that don't get to uh, be in Missoula, that you're able to yeah. still do that. So, well, like in cool. certain areas, like Great Falls, there's actually a chapter there that all they all get together and watch it. Oh, that's cool. Billings, I think there's one in Sydney too. Oh wow! Uh, where they all get together, and so there's quite a few of them. They're trying to form more and more of them, where there's a bunch of different members that will meet up together and and watch it as a group. So oh, that's cool. Uh, let's see, uh, Grizz Grad 2010. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> what kind of impact, if any, do you feel Tim Houck is providing the defense? His extensive NFL experience, in my opinion almost certainly has to offer up tons of additional defensive perspectives that he can help implement in their game planning and scheming for high-powered offenses like SAC. Curious if any of you know or better understand the role he plays and what value he possibly brings to defense. The sudden, this, the, that suddenly looks like a top two to three defense in the country. Yeah, well, so Tim Tim's yeah. up in the box. During yeah. The- and him and Ronnie have a history together. Is and he able to be in the box though? From my understanding, he is. Really? Yeah. Because I, I thought I thought he to. wasn't able to. I I thought he wasn't either, but I've been told he's been up in the box, and it's huh. it's okay. So he may. Okay. I don't know if he's taking a a different type of role or if someone else's back, you know what I mean? Okay. But I do know this that his fingerprints are all over our defensive secondary. These yeah. stone packages and stuff we're running are straight out of. The him. Him. yeah, and, and yeah. what he's doing. So his he is. I mean, he's making a difference. It's a combination between his mind and Ronnie Bradford's mind together that yeah. are helping design this defense. And I think we're getting even more than just a secondary to Tim. I think he's going, "Hey, we did this here, and yeah. what do you think about this?" And we've got two great minds together, you know, coming up with these great schemes, and it's working. Um, and they're, yeah. and they're able to. The nice thing is they're able to make adjustments in game. Well, that's the amazing thing. Yeah, that's the that's, thing about it. It's like we're yeah. not waiting until halftime. They're going, hey, I see this now. Adjust yep. now, and we'll do this. And, and I mean, look at this last game against SAC. They go down a score. We make adjustments. That was it. That like was that, it. I know, when right? That, when they batted that ball down, when Harris, Hayden Harris batted that ball down, I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. We got well, this game. It was like, it's, it's, it's going to start rolling here. And sure enough, it just snowballed. Well, and that well, that's what was different from last year is just the the inability, and it, it looked like it was like, oh no, the the, the coaches don't want to change; they're going to be yeah. stuck in their their mindset. And but this year, it's so refreshing that I, I and, and I I have to think Bradford and Hauk, like uh, Tim Hauk, that it, the defensive side of the ball is totally different. They're trying new things; they're yeah. they're changing things right on the spot, um, which is which is amazing. Um, and like honestly, yeah, it does look like a top two to three defense in the country when we're the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it does. Um, you look at what we're we've been averaging, teams have been averaging, you know, the first part of the year anywhere between 21, and then you know, the last two weeks we've they've scored seven. <laughs> yeah, so our defense is getting better and better each week. You can kind of see it, the UC Davis. You know, we beat them by eight points. We beat Idaho by two points, and that kind of really took off because we were up big on them. 
and I think they kind of came screaming back. But after that UC Davis, something clicked. Yeah. Uh, and I think it, it it was the players. I think uh, it finally clicking. I think it's. Um, I think they're buying in. They're totally buying, buying in. Buying yep. in to Ronnie and, and Tim and what they're and doing. I, and I, I really do think Riley Wilson getting healthy and some yeah. of the, the other defensive line yep. um, people getting healthy as well kind of help with that as well because um, I know it's not a lot, but Cashman or being on that uh, uh, defensive line has helped Governor get some rest as well. Yep. And we need a, well, a, a fresh Governor. Totally healthy too. You know, exactly. Kelly, I don't think yep. he was totally healthy beginning of the season because he's playing like he's – Totally healthy now. Yeah, um, we're seeing yeah. much better play out of him too. And it's yeah, a, the, Tim Houck's stamp. You know, finger, like I said, stamp and fingerprints, whatever you want to call it, are all over our defense. And like you were saying just a little bit ago, yeah. a year ago, it felt like we weren't making the adjustments, or yeah. we wait till half, and please, hopefully, they make adjustments. Now, I yeah. mean, it's on the fly, and they're doing it now and stopping things. So it's, yeah, we got we have one nasty defense and. Um, it's it's exciting to watch and it fun is, to win, guys. They are having so much fun out there playing ball. It's so fun watching them. <laughs> I agree. I mean, just they fly to the ball. Like you watch, they're all pursuing all the time, and every one of them, they're they're greedy out there. They all want the tackle. It's awesome. Yep. It's awesome. So uh beware the D uh ass here. Uh, what would you say was the turning point for the defense this season? Oh, this season was it a specific game play or player that had transformed this defense? I think you even answered that with the UC Davis. I think, yeah, I think it was the UC Davis. I think it was finally clicking, and I think Riley Wilson. I think it was a couple different things. Yeah, I think the big thing is getting healthy. Yeah, um, and, and like with Riley getting healthy too, it helps Gubbs. Yeah, you know, our, our D line was kind of the, you know, we had Gubner, and it was like, oh, he needs help. Well, getting him help and getting healthy out there and stuff, and then again, everybody kind of buying in has helped us improve. But I, I agree with you. You said the Davis game, I think, is where it really kind of made the turning point. Yeah, uh, he also says here, even though we are putting up a lot of points in recent weeks, I still feel a bit concerned about slow starts on offense in recent weeks. Do you both have any concern about that? We have we have been starting slow a little bit. Yeah, we have been. I mean, it's. I think it almost feels like we're getting our feet underneath us and f- yeah. finding out what their defense is giving us. And then th- this is what it feels like to me. Then Pease goes, "Oh, here it is. This here it is what they're giving yeah. us." And then we just start rolling. Like I think that's what it feels like. It's like he's filling them out, trying to see what that what the opposing team's defense is going to give us, and then he just starts taking advantage of it. But that didn't happen in Idaho, though. No, I mean so, Idaho. We, we just blew the doors out. I mean, again, play a complete game, and who knows what that would be. I mean, it was almost like we went too conservative that second half. You know, I just I don't know. That was weird in Idaho. Thank and God we came out with the W. I'm just throwing something out here. Um, <laughs> is it because they're at home? Well, is is it because they? Advantage. Yeah. Well, because you know, they feel comfortable at home that they know that they can, hey, you know, we'll, let's get a deeper dive of what they're going to be doing, and then we can flip the switch on and and, and roll over this team. Is it yeah. is it just because, hey, we're yeah. at home, we're, we're good? So, some of it is at home. I mean, there's a definitely, I mean, uh, 
when you're playing in Washington Grizzly, it gives you an extra confidence than it is yeah. on the road. Now, yeah. that being said, this team this year, minus the NAU game, has played outstanding on the road. I mean, oh, they have. They I mean, have. In the past, we, we just weren't doing it. I mean, I think it's the last time we beat two um, ranked teams on the road was 2000 when I was there. That's freaking 20 some years ago, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, so I couldn't believe that stat. I was like, that's the last time we did that? So, um, Great, great, great to see that we're beating teams on the road. And yeah. uh, I just I'm, – I'm glad that our schedule, though, at the end of the season here puts us in Portland on the road and then back to play the kiddies at home. So, yeah, and then, we, you know, we do what we need to do, and we're going to have a lot of home playoff games, which, holy crap, what could happen there? We got a bunch of home playoff games. If we won out and got playoffs throughout, at home throughout the playoffs, that would be so big. That's huge. That would be so big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ski bum. Um, with Cliff McDee putting uh, his stamp on this team and having another year of eligibility and Ayat emerging as the next in line, what does this mean for Vidlak? Uh, does he look for a better fit via the portal or choose, hopefully, to settle into Missoula and commit to learning the system and being an asset in the next man up scenario? Um, that's a good I, question. That is a good question. I and I don't. So if like, you if you if you look if you look at what he's done, that's what I was gonna say. Like he, he's 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 trying he's trying to find a spot. He wants to play, and you can't credit him for not doing that. Like the 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 era of football and finding a spot. Like I I, I think that you know you look at the Chris Brown, Brown situation. Yeah. He did that right. Like what this person ski bum is saying is, do you buy in and, and you say, hey, I'm gonna learn the system, may yeah. not play, yeah. but kind of commit to the team? Biggest team players we've got. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Or does he want to go play somewhere? No matter what he decides to do, I don't fault him for that. Yeah. I think he's a from all accounts, he's a great dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, too. Um and I, I wish him the best. I don't think I think he's going to have a hard time finding a spot in getting the reps to grow. Yeah, and if you're the third quarterback on this in on this team, you're not getting any reps. Yeah. So, um, and I, I don't I don't think the play calling fits his style. I think that he needs um, to be able to pass the ball, yeah. and I don't I don't think our scheme kind of fits him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel for the guy because he's been yeah. Oregon State, Boise State, now back here. Um, I mean, we originally recruited him. Oh, yeah. Well, he was committed to us first. Yeah. When we had him in spring, um, and he played well in spring ball, everybody has to remember, we didn't have Clifton, and we didn't have we didn't have Kaylee Kate, Kate, Kate Ayat. Ayat yeah. Um, yeah. He was still in high school. Yep. So I think the staff really thought, he was going to be our guy. And then all of a sudden we get Clifton and it's like, okay, let's see who emerges. Yeah. Well, then like we were talking early, we kept hearing whispers of Ayat and how well yeah. he was doing at camp. And it's like, Oh my yeah. gosh, he's yeah. way better than everybody thought. And then it happens in football. You get beat out, you know, it's just one of those things. And so it'll be interesting to see what he decides in the off season because of the fact that he's transferred so many times. Does he want to transfer again and start yeah. over again? Yeah. Every time you do that, you're starting over. Or does he say, you know what? 
I'm going to stick with this program. I'm going to see what I can do and see if maybe I can earn that spot. Because he's got talent. Oh, he does have talent. You know, yeah. and and yes, the other thing we got to think about too, Clifton does have another year. Will he decide to play that other year? You know, exactly. It, yeah. You know, just hypothetically speaking, let's say we run yeah. the freaking table with the national championship. He might be like, hey, I did it. I'm out. Good. <laughs> You know, I've been going to school for so many years. I mean, some of these seniors have been there for seven years now, it seems like. Yeah. They call it good. And then it's like, okay, yeah, we need Vidlac, you know, these days. So it's, I think that's to be determined still. It'll be interesting to see what he decides just because, again, Oregon State, Boise, here, this is his third spot. Do you jump again? I mean, what are your odds of, you know, it's hard to do that sort of thing and start over again. I mean, I'm just trying to think mentally how tough that's got to be on a guy. You know, well, yeah, well, and, and you don't know where his mental mentality is right yeah. now, just with and I feel for the guy. Um, yeah, me too. I don't, I don't know if you're, you're gonna find out if, if you're gonna find out, um, with McDowell until the end of the year. He won't, you know? no, they shouldn't even yeah. put that on Clifton until no. And, I, and I, I just looking at Twitter, I, I know that his, um, his aunt reached out to Grizz Nation and kind of said congratulations to his, her, her nephew and that. She was proud of him oh, cool. and thanked the thanked the team and stuff for, um, you know, ha- trusting him and him and, and kind of doing right. that, which I saw on Twitter. Um, cool. And so, you know, he's made it this far, you know, and, and he's finally gotten to play quarterback. I, yeah. I don't, I don't see him relinquishing that That's- and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna hang up my cleats when he's just now getting started." Right. And it- it's hard to it's hard to hang him up. Like you might yeah. like on Osmo saying he's done after this year. Well, yeah. as soon as the season's over, you start going, Ooh, uh, maybe I I don't want to be done. I'd like to play some more. And that's where I, I forgot about that with Clifton. This is his really his first year playing. Yeah. He really didn't play at Central Arkansas. No. So he, he seems like he really loves playing football. Yeah. So if he's got one year eligibility left, the damn right he might come back because it's like, hey, I want to keep playing. Well, uh, and one thing that that I I kind of, if you don't listen to uh, the Big Sky breakdown with Colter Nuanez and, and uh, uh, Brooks Nuanez, like they they did a podcast about Ayat and um, it was just really awesome to see and hear that this has been happening and these rumbles have been happening since the summer, right? Yeah. Um, that they knew what they had kind of got. They knew that you know. Um, this area that Ayat is playing in Hawaii is pretty, pretty good. Brooks flat out said when he saw him in camp, he was best quarterback on our team. So, and, and, and there's multiple people that had said that too. Um, And so knowing that, you know, Bobby doesn't like playing a freshman quarterback. And so do you kind of say, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes throughout the year. We've got some things in plan place and, you know, it doesn't go, where you go, I, I honestly don't. I don't, I don't think that he's going to be there. I, 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 it would be, it would be surprising to me uh, for Vidlac to be to be coming back. So yeah, yeah. It'll, I we'll just have to wait and see. I just, yeah. It all depends on what he what he wants to do, and yeah, I, I'd be surprised too. I guess if he sticks around. Yeah. Um, Jared Kuhn. Great win by the Grizz and a killer atmosphere Saturday night. Uh, my burning question is, 
how conflicted is Robbie Hauk this week? Um, not not at all. I don't think he is. He I think is he's dad's ass is what he <laughs> wants to do. So um, I guarantee you, Robbie roots for the Grizz. Oh yeah, every other weekend. Um, but this one, I mean, there's nothing like beating your old man. You know, yeah. it's that's that's the goal at the especially at his own game. So yeah, and I, I think that he wants to beat him. Like, well, I, who doesn't want to beat their dad at something, yeah. right? And as soon as this weekend's over, Robbie's going to be rooting for us to beat the Cats. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's conflicted at all. But no, not um, at all. it's just me. Now, the, um, the one who will be conflicted is Rob, uh, uh, Bobby's wife, Stacy. Um, <laughs> because it's like, do I root for my husband or for my son? That, that would be the mom's always the one that's more conflicted. Um, yeah. So. Uh, let's see here. Um, last question here. Uh, what is your opinion on the chances of a PSU letdown? There is a lot riding on the last two games, possible home field throughout the playoffs. Do you think this team can be dis- uh, distracted by the brawl? No. I, it, you know, it, it, that was a quick no. <laughs> Luke, that was like quick no. No, no they're not going to be distracted so, at all. It's uh, they're, you know, the coaching staff and the team, like I said, you were talking about the team leadership, the seniors, yeah. they have a goal. And part of that goal is beating Portland State so they can get to that goal. Yeah. So that's why I don't think this is going to be a letdown game. I think it's going to be, you know, one more game to go out there and show the nation that we're ready and yeah. the Cats better watch the frick out because we're coming. And I don't think that it's going to be a letdown by any means. Um, could it be a lot closer than, you know, 34 to seven, it could be, it, it, it very well could be with knowing uh, Barney and, you know, Hauk over there in that situation and, and stuff, but it could also be totally different. And it could, it could be, the hell out of them. it could be yeah. blow, blow them out. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't know. I, I don't know. I have I, knowing well, and kind of like what Luke said, knowing just how strong our leadership is, yeah. I wouldn't think that we would, be a letdown because since what the NAU game, our leadership has been different. Yeah, it has. They they went okay. That's not happening again. Yeah, and they've been. It's well, obviously, it's been different though since then. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, here he says, "Do you think the the team can be distracted by the brawl? I don't think they're going to get distracted. I think we answered that. Um, and that was by uh Putter. Um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the question. They obviously. I mean, everybody knows. We're all thinking about it. It's coming. Yeah. But well, yeah. Got to take care of this first. You know, for that to mean even more. Like yeah. the goal is to win a Big Sky Conference championship, and to accomplish that goal, that means we got to beat Portland State and then go beat the Cats. Exactly. So we have one more step into getting the, our ultimate goal of the Big Sky Conference championship before we start our new season after the Cats. Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to. You know, another uh, person, uh, Todd Palmer, 5013, um, reached out to us, and I kind of wanted to give him a shout-out to him. He said, attended my first Grizz game last Saturday nice. when they when they destroyed UNC. Wow, what a great experience. Thank Grizz. You have a new fan. That's awesome. Um, so, so I wanted to give him a shout-out. That's awesome. Uh, can't imagine your first Grizz game being like that. Yeah. Um, and so, cool. yeah, it, it's it's cool to see, so. 
The other um, thing I noticed is we had a ton of recruits at this last game. A yeah, we did. A bunch of them. So that was a great game to have. I mean, I've been seeing – I saw a bunch of them tweeting out that they were going to the game, and then now afterwards they all got pictures and stuff. So yeah. and we got two commits game. before the game. Yeah, I think – yeah, I remember seeing that. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, but... uh, there's one from Hawaii – and then another one right. from um, uh, the Hawaii connection back. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping. Right. And then we got an, another guy out of California Very cool. uh, quarterback. So a running back and a cornerback. So, um, but yeah, other than that, that's all of our questions guys. Uh, like we said, we will love hearing. Oh, we've got one more. Sorry. Oh. We've got one more. Um, well, then you don't forget about your scores. You're holding oh, on. Oh my I, gosh, man. I, I'm trying to, not get I'm, I'm worried about my score man uh, <laughs> we've got one more here sorry i forgot almost forgot uh michael kemper says here um i feel like this year's team had more talent but they were on a downward trajectory while this team is on a drastic upward trajectory with that being said who wins if the grizz of last year Play the Grizz of now. I say this year's team. So, so, and, and that, that's a great question because the trajectories have been yeah. are, are are not even close, right? Yeah. And I, I think hands down, I would say this year's team. Yeah, the, the momentum, the play calling is different. I mean, just the way that they're playing together, yep. it's uh, it's night and day. I mean, we had a lot of injuries last year. I mean, Lucas getting hurt did not help yep. us, yep. but it feels like. These this team this year has less individuals mm-hmm. and is playing more as a team. Yeah. Well, you, know? you, you look at O'Connell. Like, if you say right now, he was hurt right yeah, now. Yeah, he position. was hurt a bunch too. Yeah. And then you look at how you know a great player that he is. You know, if he's going to be <laughs> coming he up and really playing a, a linebacker yeah, role, fourth linebacker is what he was. The way he played. Yeah. I, I say that we would get the best of him in that situation too, with what we're doing now with our offense. Um, I just, I, yeah, I, I think it's a great this question. Team is playing way better together and gelling um, way more than our team did last year. So that's why if we put both of them at the same time of the year last year, you know, and this week, uh, yeah. this year, the 2023 Grizz would beat the 2022 Grizz. And I don't even think it's going to be close. No. I would uh, hands down. It would be, it would be not even close. Yeah. So awesome. Well, right, well you're not getting out of here with some score predictions. So. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm happy to go first here. So, okay. You go thing, ahead. The other thing we didn't bring up. So just, I'm sure most everybody's seen this, but coaches, the coaches poll were number three yep. media poll were number three this week. So we're still trying to get to that number two spot. Um, moved, we moved above, uh, Idaho. Yep. Finally, we moved above so. Idaho. Uh, I saw, you know, Haley had us down below there, but he, one thing he did say is it's like between us, the cats in Idaho, he really feels like it's 2.0, 2.01, 2.02 sort of thing. You have any of them there. Yeah. Uh, he's an idiot. Well, and, so, and, and, if, um, and if you really want to do an accurate poll, you go one SDSU, right? And then you put Montana, Montana State, and Idaho. Yeah, two, so three, I think four. it should be yeah SDSU, Montana, Montana State, Idaho, Furman if you want to, and then USD, NDSU. Yeah. So, and maybe NDSU is a little high, lower down, but I mean they're still pretty damn good team. So, but the, but um, who who are they gonna lose to? That's in six or ten. 
Well, that's just it. I, I don't see NDSU losing to Furman. Like Incarnate Word is number 10, right? And they just lost to what, like Nichols State? Yeah. Or Nichols, whatever. Yeah, Nichols, who we, someone, someone in our conference beat the hell out of Nichols. Yeah, didn't they? Like, I, I, and someone that we played, wasn't it like Idaho State? Yeah, I think it or was. Or Northern Arizona that beat them bad? Yeah. So, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, the versus app also has us at three. They have the Jacks at one, South Dakota at two, the Grizz at three, Idaho four, Cats five, Furman six. Hmm. So, and then there's been a there's been a lot of good, uh, cool kind of brackets too. Six, six uh, and three UNIs making their way back up the damn bracket. I know, right? Favorite team to put in the playoffs. <laughs> Well, there's one bracket that was kind of pushed out there that had the Grizz as, I think, like either the two or the three. I think it was the three, and it had them on the same side as Furman. Oh, yeah. And and Idaho and Montana were on the opposite side. Oh, yeah. I, I, would, take, I would take that. I'll take that every day of the week. I'll take that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I we saw that play Furman and get into the national championship game and, and not have to play those guys. Yeah, that's fine with me. So, um, so the Versus app also has this at three, like I just said. And that put the Grizz winning 32 to 26 is what the versus. Wow. Which that app's been wrong all season. Like I said, they had us losing last weekend and we, I don't think it's going to be that close. No. So my prediction this week is Grizz 31 PSU 10. Oh, okay. 31 to 10, huh? 31 to 10. Okay. I, I, I apologize to our defense. (laughs) <laughs> not believing you were last week and saying they were going to put up so many freaking points. So, all right, I am on the defensive bandwagon. I am sorry, they will not score more than ten points on us this week. <laughs> uh, oh man. Okay, I'm just going to go with what I wrote down because I'm kind of guess second guessing myself, but I'm just going to go for it. Right? Yeah. Uh, 34, 14. 14. All right. So nice. That's what, like I said last week, and I was second guessing myself. No, I'm not gonna second guess myself. Well, when I saw your second score, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, and I had to comment. I'm like, isn't that a different score? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not letting these change the score, man. <laughs> no, I, I for for so what he's talking about is uh, Sean Rainey will put out predictions before the game. Yeah. And so I looked at my, I came and looked at my score, and I was like, yeah, I can't put that out there. It's terrible. <laughs> I changed my score. Oh, <laughs> I still funny. wasn't right. I still wasn't right. <laughs> oh, guys. Hey, th- we know we, we love doing this. Uh, we're okay. so glad that you guys are willing to listen to us and um, and interact with us as well. Uh, thank you for those guys, the people that were on the live chat yeah. um, listening. And Happy accident also- tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was active. It was active. So we're, we're yeah. so thankful for that. Also, the people that are, are getting a hold of us on Egris and Twitter and Facebook Messenger and everything like that. We so greatly appreciate you guys. Uh, we do this because we enjoy it and we love talking Grizz football. Uh, you can agree with us or don't agree with us, but uh, we love doing it. So are you going to tell everybody about the awesome news? Yeah. So uh, I, I've been trying to get to a Grizz game this year. I try to go to one every year. Um, and so uh, my awesome, amazing wife has been like, oh, you should just go. I was like, ah, I don't know. I just it, It's it's hard with work and and finances and stuff, you know, going from Sheridan all the way to Missoula. So she's been talking to my uh, my best friend up in Helena area, and they've planned it all out, and we're going to surprise me for a early Christmas present. 
my wife actually called my boss and kind of uh, got I it. Love it. That's yeah, because awesome. I, I had I usually on Fridays we have like work days, and she's like, "Oh, he's gonna have to have that day off." And um, so yeah, I'm our Grizz cat. Hell yeah, that's awesome. So um, yeah, we're both so, gonna be there. We are. Yes, we were like, "Holy shit, yeah, like, yeah, we're both gonna be at that game." So yep, super. So, so anybody um, that has a a good tailgate, like, yeah. uh, let us know. <laughs> yeah, we've got a few that I've already got lined up that we're gonna have to stop by. But yeah, if any of y'all want us to stop by your tailgate, we'd love to chat football with you. Exactly. And man, I am just jacked to to come to, back to Missoula and go to that game. I'm so pumped that you got when you told me that I was just over the moon, man. I was like, super excited that you get to go to that game too. Oh man, it, it, I I first uh, I didn't believe her. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> She's like, seriously, call your friend. Like I'm like what like no this isn't happening you're, you're just pulling my leg and she's like no seriously here's the text messages and i'm like <laughs> that's awesome oh, so crap. cool so, so yeah cool. so i will be up there but uh yeah like you said guys said uh make sure that you guys get a hold of us uh make sure you rate review and subscribe to the podcast that helps us out tremendously give us those five stars and give us a review most of you watch us on uh apple as well so uh do that for us and uh like always we'll uh Check you on the other side and uh, go Grizz. Heck yeah, go Grizz.